Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, providing everything you'd need to hit the circle or the big stage. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. And yes, the title of this week's episode gives it away. It's our world's wrap-up podcast. Now, this is one that honestly... Um, it's our most popular episode that we do every year, but this one's going to be the most difficult one, I guess, as well. Now, for obvious reasons, but before we get into all of that, I have to do the introduction. First of all, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show, then <laughs> what a time to join us. <laughs> Hello. Yes, we are the show for the bagpipe and folk, reflecting everything in the bagpipe and world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we're here talking about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And yes, we have to give a shameless plug to our Patreon, uh, who are already getting access to tons of extra stuff from Piping Live, from World's Week, all of that stuff. That, that There's just so much stuff to unpack there. Um, I just finished editing a video today for Patreon that was an hour and a half long. There you go. And that was cut down from five hours. And I'm not even joking. Uh, so <laughs> shout out to our Patreon folks. They're getting access to all this cool extra stuff. So thank you to those. Uh, so guys over there on Patreon. Right. So as you can imagine, this week's episode is going to be slightly different. There's going to be no listener mail, no weekly drone, none of that kind of stuff. But if you do want to send it in to us, then you can. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Or of course, you can go to our website. Big button at the top of the page where you can submit your weekly drones. I have no doubt that we'll get quite a lot of weekly drones. Uh, so if anything, we may well be dedicating an episode to those in the near future. So shout out to JD. Unfortunately, he's unable to join us for this wrap-up pod, but he'll be a very busy man <laughs> recording all of the weekly drones that are going to come in. Uh, we'll get to that. All right. So but by way of introduction, that's that out of the road. I have to welcome then, uh, welcome back to Adrian Spiken. Adrian, how are you doing? Good evening. Not so bad. Good. Good. Uh, and we have Stuart Campbell as well. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? The best, the best. And we have Scott Cunningham as well. Hi, Scott. Evening, folks. Good to be back again. Indeed. Now, we'll talk about what you guys went through at the weekend. <laughs> so hmm, we'll get to that. But, right, let's talk about the massive big elephant in the room. Okay. At the point of recording this podcast, we're recording this the Monday after the World Championships. So it's the now technically the 21st of August when we're recording this, and we'll be releasing it in a few days. I'm sure you've all seen the reports that have been put on pipestrums.com. I'm sure you've probably seen all of the online commentary on a certain situation that has been reported by pipestrums.com that has yet to be officially confirmed that a certain judge's scores and everything that was taken from the Friday grade one MSR were all discounted. We can now see that that's the case. You can look at the sheets, you know, the summaries and everything. They're up there and those scores have all been discounted. Now, to date, we have yet to have anything official from RSPBA. Granted, by the time this pod goes out, there probably is something official. So, hey, I guess we're doing the weird time travel thing right now. But as we're recording this right now, we don't know what the heck is going on. And that's 
the official line right now. We just don't know. So there hasn't been any official statements. There's been no, no nothing come from RSPBA. So we just don't know what's going on. We're going on articles published on pipesdrums.com. We just don't know. So I guess uh, you can keep across all of our socials. We'll do our best to try and keep across this story as it develops, um, if it develops any further. And yeah, you can go and check that out. BigRabShow.com or, of course, on our Facebook, Twitter, all of that stuff. And I think that's pretty much all we really want to say on this at the moment. Uh, we basically want to celebrate what the past week was and the past weekend. We crowned some world champions. And dang it, controversy aside... I think that's worth celebrating, you know? So we're about to get into all of it. There was some incredible music played over the weekend, and we have to talk about it. All right, so everybody, <laughs> last week we recorded a World's Prediction podcast, all right? Now, I told you to save your lists. Have you saved them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. I have mine right here. Um, embarrassingly, I have mine right here. Now, we're going to go through grade by grade. Of course, did anybody get them right? And we'll go through and see who got what and all the rest. Uh, but um, suffice to say, we did get a few emails with people laughing, telling us that, oh, you got your prediction terribly wrong. Uh, I think it was me, mostly. I think most of mine were terribly wrong. Um, but there we go. Right, we'll get into predictions and all that stuff and results and everything. But before we do, we're going to take a small little break at this point before we start breaking down everything from this World Championships. So we'll be right back after this. Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off, showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30 day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab for a 30 day free trial. And we're back. And yeah, that is still quite an awesome opportunity for those of you who haven't done that yet. That test drive, definitely worth your time. Uh, so if anything, I caught up with Andrew Douglas on the grass in Glasgow, and he was telling me that a lot of folk are still using that. So fantastic. Go on ahead. Take advantage of it. All right. Well, speaking of being on the grass in Glasgow, I don't know about you lads, but honestly, being back there on Glasgow Green was just brilliant. Adrian, what was your thoughts, first of all, just overall, being back there again, man? Yeah, it seemed to be a different atmosphere this year compared even to last year. And mm. seemed to be a bigger crowd, too. I thought so, yeah. I don't know. What do you think yourself, Stuart? That, it seemed to be bigger numbers all around. Yeah, the, the, the green was packed. There was uh, a lot of spectators. Um, 
<laughs> and not enough facilities. Yeah, I would agree with that. There was definitely a reduced, uh, even the, the trader village was a lot smaller and like all of the specialty food trucks and stuff, a lot less of those. Scott, was that your experience as well, man? Yeah, I, I would agree with Stuart. Um, I like to even, I think it was a bit strange not seeing the usual seating around the Grade 1 arena, you know, it was these new improvised 40-foot trailers with seats and then mm. the changing of the big screens for results for finals down to whiteboards and markers. Yeah, that was <laughs> um, very old school, that, I thought, yeah. <laughs> and then the facilities too, like we, we were fit to, I'm sure there was more just ourselves, but we were even chatting to some of the RSPBA officials and they apologised how there was baby facilities put down, but they actually weren't there. Yeah, I noticed that there was a few families actually that uh, had contacted us about the lack of like baby changing facilities and things like yeah. that. And it was a difficult day for families. You know, there was not much there for kids. In previous yeah. years, like there would have been, you know, they had like a Ferris wheel or like a kids club kind of thing where you get your face painted and you run around like in Egypt for a bit. Um, <laughs> there, there just didn't seem to be that family atmosphere this year, Adrian. I think I don't know. Mm-hmm. That, did you see anything there for, for kids and families? There wasn't really a big pile. No. You know, only at uh, Hugh there, he had a lot of friends with him. They played among themselves, played with the ball and racked yeah. and teared about. But other than that, there wasn't a big pile for the younger ones. That's it. I, I've seen a few kids that brought a football in or whatever and they were able to kick it about. So maybe it was Hugh I've seen then. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. So I, I don't know. Um, like just today at the point of us recording this, I got an email from Glasgow Life as a spectator because whenever you buy your tickets, then your email is obviously in their system. So they emailed me a survey and they were asking like various questions about what I thought about the facilities. Was there enough port I think there was plenty of port You were tripping over them, uh, but just not, you know, not the same facility wise, you know, for families, young kids. And yeah, I, I don't know. I just seem to be a big reduction all the way around the park. Like we normally would have seen a small-ish grandstand of grade two, nothing this year. Um, even at other arenas, there would have been like small seating areas. Yeah. There was nothing this year. Um, and even, I don't know, I, I'm a real sucker for production value. I love to see how the sausage gets made, you know, mm-hmm. and the live streaming. <laughs> and I could see that there was a big reduction in cameramen, equipment, sound gear, even the satellite trucks were considerably reduced too. So clearly, yeah, there's been a reduction in spending here. So I, I don't know, Stuart, what's your thoughts on the overall picture then of the Worlds this year? It seems to be lesser than, I guess. Yeah, although the crowds, it looked like there was a lot of crowds, but there was a lot of space. Mm. And just by the Grade 1 arena, arena sorry, and up towards the trailer release, there was a big space. Yeah. Um it just looked like there was a few things missing. Um so maybe the maybe their budget is is, is a wee bit shorter this this year. Um but yeah. Good crowds. There was a lot a lot of crowd there, but that's mm. that there was a certain things missing. Yeah, that's it. I have to agree. And even Scott, I think I was chatting with you on the day on Saturday and we were talking about the ground conditions. You know, that, that like you were kind of dodging potholes every now and again, you know, for risk dodging of falling potholes. <laughs> parts, parts of the grass seemed to be no grass at all. Um, mm. I don't know what it was. I, I know last year was different. We had a big heat wave, so the green was all scorched, but 
I don't know if they just never got it back to standard from that or what. Or... Uh, uh, we know the was just sand. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was just like a sand hill, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we know that venue is used for a lot of things. I know the week previous would have been the World Championship cycling, and that could have well been a factor. I know? think there was something about where the Grade One stadium was that it was. I think they used them trailers for BMX or something in there. Oh really? Oh, okay. so they've decided to keep them trailers on from it. So unless something like that, maybe why did a lot of sand down this year? There you go. It's quite possible. Yeah. Well, I know, you know, we're, we're possibly sounding quite negative here, but we're just noticing changes from previous years. And I know one of the changes I noticed, certainly, which made my job a lot more difficult on the day, was that there was arenas spread throughout the park. They were very spread out this time, uh, like way over across towards the brewery direction and then way on under the trees uh, with the drum majors where there was another arena in there. Uh, like it was all across so, uh, yeah, I put the miles in to make a show. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Having it so spread out in such a way that drew a lot of the crowd away from the grade one, grade two, grade three. And, you know, a lot of the lower grade bands didn't really see a huge crowd as a result because people couldn't find them because they were like out in the outskirts of the park, you know. Uh, I don't know. Hi. Every year is different. And uh, this year we didn't get a, a big screen or what do you call it, a big Ferris wheel. We got a slushy place as well. Yeah. That, that was class. <laughs> See, the amount of kids I've seen running about with like blue lips and blue da- on big <laughs> jugs full of stuff. Oh, they were having the best crack. So, that was key. Oh, he got one too. Yeah, <laughs> He got one day. <laughs> oh, fair play. Yeah, there's so many happy kids that run about with big blue faces. It was great. Um, so fair play to that slushy guy. He must have made a heck of a trade there, so he did. Yeah. Right. Well, speaking of trade and everything, there were some big noticeable differences. We didn't have any big stand for the drummers for Premier and for British Drum Co. Uh, we know the British Drum Co. had already made the decision not to go because they were investing in their infrastructure and stuff in the factory. Uh, but I was surprised not to see Premier there. Um, so I don't know. It's one of those things. Also, one of the big differences is that Beat Street weren't there as well. And they're quite common at all the competitions. And they didn't make the journey either. Now, there could be a multitude of reasons for this. We have no idea why, uh, whether cost is a factor, travel, we just don't know. Uh, but either way, seeing the lack of vendors there was certainly a big reduction. So, yeah, there we go. Well, all of that aside, I spent, what was it, the guts of 14, 15 quid on a chip and a bottle of iron brew. Uh, yep. <laughs> which was really expensive in my book. I don't know. Adrian, what about yourself? How did you feed yourself, man? Well, we got, at one stage, it was three haggis burgers along with two tins of 7-Up. And I think it was £25 something. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now, they were tasty burgers, so they were, but it was yeah. steep. Pricey. Yeah. Stuart, what about yourself? Um, I got the missus to bring sandwiches. Ah, <laughs> oh, see? <laughs> I was there on the Friday. I seen the prices on the Friday and I thought, do you know what? Mm. Just we'll get a wee bag, bring some sandwiches in. That's it. <laughs> That's the way to go. That's clever. <laughs> so, Scott, what about you, mate? How did you feed yourself on the day? I'm the same as Stuart. I always go usually on the Friday morning because, you know, a lot of people think the same. 
mm. over to Sainsbury's or Poundland or somewhere, get a couple of meal deals and throw them in the backpack. There you Save go. Save yourself a couple hundred pound. <laughs> easily, <laughs> easily. Yeah, so I will. Adrian, you and I are the Egypts. We spent the money on the food in there. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> we should forward plan a bit better. Um, also, well, speaking of backpacks and everything, I have to talk about my experience with security. Mm. I'm going to whinge about this in a future episode with you here because um, whenever I recorded it, I was quite angry. So sorry. Um, but I recorded an on the ground uh, podcast, which you'll hear in a few weeks' time. But I talk about my experience with the security staff. Now, security staff are there to do a job. I understand that. And they do have to make sure you're not bringing in anything that's going to be harmful to people attending the event. I get it. But uh, the. Yeah, I'm going to save that story for the future episode. But mm. the security staff, let's say my experience wasn't overly positive. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Did anybody else have an experience with uh, security, Stuart? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, on the Friday, um, obviously I wasn't dressed in my kilt. So I had my backpack with me and they went completely went through my backpack. Mm. E- even down to the point, I obviously had some camera gear with me. Um, what's in this? What's in that? Can you open that up? And I'm saying it's a battery pack. It's you know it's this for my camera. Hmm. They went through them. Went through my whole bag. Um, like you say, they've obviously they've obviously they've got a script to go through. You have yeah. to check. So th- they're only doing their job, but a bit thorough. A little bit, to say the least. Yeah. Um, anybody else any experiences with security staff? Well, we had no bother getting in. And for you know, they only took a quick look in our bag, saying it was just plastic bottles of water and things like that. Mm-hmm. So they weren't overly sour. But it was more on the Friday where usually bonds sort of practiced and around where the some major arena that side of the, oh, the, yeah, the yeah. green. And under the trees there, yeah. They had by the time we got down, they chased a good lot of them off and were locking everybody out of that area. Right. So they weren't allowing bands in to practice then? No, apparently they weren't supposed to be in there at all. And then oh. someone had let them through and then they're trying to get them back out later on in the day. So Scott will know himself they were going yeah. down for practice at that time. Hmm. We, we we got put off the green outside the buyer and had a very few choice words with one of the supervisors. Uh-huh. We then got a few choice words off uh, the lead drummer, St. Thomas Illumini, who was refused entry in when he told them we're getting our drums. They're sitting here. We're about to go on in grade one. Move. And they, they wouldn't the let them in? No, they were saying this is closed. And he was like, we're competing. Like, you know, yeah. Whitey's up. Me and him both stated, this is the world pipe bands and you're refusing the bands. And the fellow's like, I'm just doing my job. And he goes, we get that. But like, and then he said again, like, we're competing. And then the same on Saturday. Uh, well, obviously, you want your family in we in the finale. It's never been a problem before. Mm-hmm. I had another fallout with a different supervisor at a gate because I was like, they wouldn't let half our band's families in. And we were like, like we're trying to celebrate, you know, like it's never been a problem before. Like a few choice words again and eventually they let them in. Yeah. So uh, it seemed to be the council give them a different, the church says they have a job to do, but the council had made them pray for. Even on the Friday when we come in, we had the backpack with sandwiches underneath the pram. Never searched it or under the pram, but went through like our child's, like she's baby, like, her backpack, all the nappies and all. And first thing I asked, is there anything sharp in here? And you'd have swore the way you went through it that we had something to hide. Hmm. Dear yeah. So, well, as I say, you know, we're just giving our experiences here. We completely understand the security staff have a job to do. 
All right, we're, yeah. we're not kind of disparaging that at all, but I think it's just the I don't know the zealousness. I think that which they do at some point, you know, that's like I don't know, possibly go out of their way to be awkward at times. Not, you know, it's not so, all of them. It's only some of them. That's it. Yeah. They, <laughs> I can say I can understand them ones. The time we got down for the practice with Tully Lagan, mm. it was someone's mistake earlier on the day. They're probably only come on for the afternoon shift and they're trying to clean up that mess. Yeah, yeah. That's was, you know, case here. Yeah. It mightn't have been their fault overall. Mm-hmm. No, I think they told us, Adrian, it was something to do with health and safety, wasn't it? I think it was. It was supposed to be a sterile area or something like that that they called it. Right, I see. But someone had, someone had made the mistake in the morning and I think these ones were trying to clear it up so they had everybody to listen to. I see. Yeah, so they're all cut in the middle. Yeah. There you go. Well, it's one of those things we completely understand. Security staff have their thing to do. So, hey, we're just going to continue complaining about them each year, I think. You know, <laughs> I think we do this in every world's wrap-up. We whinge about the, the yellow coat guys, you know. But, hey, there we go. Okay, right. We're going to get into the actual results then and our thoughts and our <clears throat> perfectly correct predictions and everything. Uh, but don't forget, you can send us in your emails and thoughts for everything. Uh, for what was your experience of the World Championships was bigrabshow at gmail.com that address again bigrabshow at gmail.com now there was a few things outside of the World Championships that I want to talk about before we do get into the results and everything I have to say uh, well how many of us was at the Simon Fraser University concert yeah you weren't there no okay uh, well, I know, well, to have my own thoughts was is that the concert itself was fantastic. I think SFU put on a show. Now, there were some real standout moments for me. There was the Peabrick that they sung in the second half. Oh, my word. And also what has everybody talking, Adrian. I can see you're smirking already. You know what I'm going to say here. The desert medley that they played. Yeah. What did you think about that? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was a great concert. Absolutely. Yeah, it was one of those moments, I guess, you know, the, the bigger venue, like there was a crazy crowd at it. I think fair play to SFU, putting on one heck of a show, and to Glasgow Sky as well for hosting it. Yeah. Now, there's rumours of plenty as to who's going to be doing the next one. Now, I know who's doing the next one, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> until it's officially published everywhere uh, but I can see all the angry emails are coming in now oh go on Rob tell us tell us tell us but I won't <laughs> been sworn to secrecy mm-hmm. uh, but yeah you'll find out next year in due course now uh, Glasgow Sky have said that they're not sure about the venue whether they're going to have it back in the concert hall or whether it's going to be back in the Armadillo again um, Adrian what was your thoughts on the Armadillo did, did you like it as a venue yeah, it's been at Inverary last year, but the concert hall and then at Armadillo this year. Mm. It was a good venue now, and for us, sitting and all, there's a nice temperature, there seemed to be a nice wee breeze coming through, you weren't getting too warm or anything. Yeah, yeah. And soundways was perfect as well. There you go. So you were down on the floor, weren't you? Or yeah. we were sort of in the second section back on the floor. Uh, yeah, because I was up in the gods. I was like up in the balcony. Like I could yeah. look way down on top of everybody. And mm. I did on occasion get a little echo and stuff off the snare because the, there wasn't like the, the plastic wall in front of them. 
I don't yeah. know, like it's a buffer or something. But also the, the show was amplified as well. Like there was mics all across the stage. And at times, I'm not sure if the sound guy was like furiously working hard to balance stuff or whether it was just my ears. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. The venue itself, yeah, pretty decent, <laughs> you know. For me, though, I booked a hotel right across the road from the concert hall, so I was raging. Hmm. <laughs> I had to get an Uber all the way out to the Armadillo and then all the way back again. Yeah, um, that would be the only fault. It was a bit far out, even yeah. for anyone that's sort of standing right in the center. That's it. Yeah, I was definitely in the center. I was right across the road from it. I thought, oh, hmm. great, book a hotel there, and then I could just walk to it. But hey, there you go. Lesson learned. <laughs> So, yeah, but once we have details, of course, of next year's concert, we'll definitely let you folks know about it. Yeah. Now, I have to talk about Drumming for Drinks. Uh, Stuart, you were furiously busy all day at Drumming for Drinks. Mm. Uh, you provided all of our incredible videos that we got from there. So thank you for that. <laughs> so tell us, what did you think about Drumming for Drinks then? Did you enjoy it? I did, yeah. The, the new venue, great venue. Um but it was hot. It was, yeah. They need some sort of. They need to open. It was like a greenhouse on the roof. Glass roof on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they need some sort of way to just crack that roof open a wee bit and let <laughs> some of that hot air out. That's it. Uh, it was, um, and where 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 I was sat with uh, the camera, it was just up on a balcony looking over onto the stage, hmm. and it was it was for me anyway. It was roasting. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really really warm. I think that the crowd level as well, like the place was rammed. You know that to get anywhere, you had to kind of like beat your way through the crowd to get anywhere. So yeah, the place was packed and it was roasting. Uh, so, but the performances themselves, Adrian, I, I, did you enjoy it yourself, man? The music on stage, yeah, this was our first year ever attending it, and absolutely loved it. As a family, Hugh, Louise, Victoria, myself, would did enjoy it now. Some really good entertaining performances on there, yeah, yeah, there were some real standout moments for sure. And congratulations to Eddie, Eddie Barish, of course, from the Sons of Hollyland, who managed to lift it. Now, I think his proper title now is the was it the Lord of the Bars? Isn't that what they're calling him now? I think um, something like that. Used to yeah, be the Lord of the Todd. The Todd. Uh, so now I think it's Lord of the Bars. So, but hey, fair play to Eddie. If you haven't seen his performance, you can go back and watch it. It's brilliant. And uh, just so many people up dancing, clapping, cheering. The best crack. Might not have been the most technically brilliant snare drum performance, I have to say. A lot of people did criticize that. <laughs> but what he did was so much fun and that's the whole point of drumming for drinks it's good crack you know so uh yes there was technically brilliant drumming on display you can go and watch that if you want uh but eddie had the fun factor he had the crowd clapping cheering along with him that was great crack so yeah shout out to Stuart. thank you so much for enduring all of that blistering heat i guess and filming all of those performances really appreciate it and you can go and check that out now on the big rab show youtube channel all right, well, we're going to get into the results and what we thought. So, But before we do, we'll take ourselves a wee break. So, let's go. Iron Maiden, Kasabian, Bastille, the Royal Marines, the British Army, the Royal Air Force, Police Scotland and Federation, Scottish Power, and the Red Hot Chili Pipers. These are just some of the names playing the Axial and Regimental Series drums by the British Drum Company. Why? Why? Because of the superb build quality and attention to detail 
that only the best deserve, where excellence is the norm, not the exception. To find out more about the ranges offered by the BDC, head to thebritishdrumco.com or follow them on all of the usual social media platforms. When will you make the switch? Alright, well, let's get into the results good and proper now. We're going to start with drum majors now. We did say on our prediction pod that this was an area that we're certainly not an expert in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've done our best, okay? And I think some of us may well have been on the mark. Now, I'm going to start with the juvenile grade here. Now, I had predicted that Lewis Charles Anderson would win, and I got mine right. Yay! I'm very smug about that fact. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> did anybody else get their prediction then for the juvenile grade? Yeah. Yeah? I okay. didn't. No, uh, I didn't. I see. Oh, well. Well, I have to say, though, full congratulations to uh, that, that. I don't know, man. Looking at the scores here, like, I think in second place was Carries Graham with five points, and there was one point in it between first yeah. and second. This kind of reflects exactly what we were talking about on the prediction pod, is that this grade was so tight that, you know, the difference between first place and sixth place, there's such small margins here. Yeah. I don't know. Adrian, you managed to watch the actual grade and everything. How did you think about it on the day? Very hard to pick between them. Yeah. Louis Louis had a very, very good run. Um, Even watching all of them, it was very hard to choose. I wouldn't like to have been judging that. Yeah. It I, wouldn't have been easy for them. No, that's it. But that's what I love to hear at the same time. <laughs> Everyone brought their A game, you yeah. know, and made it a judging nightmare. <laughs> yeah, so, but see, you look at the results, the mixture between M&D and Flourish, like it has mm. mixed that all up well. Like Louise got a 6-6. Mm-hmm. You know, she was in by both judges, but where she finished was just outside on... She just lost out in M and D preference, but it's just such know. a mixture of results in between. That's it. So again, you know, for to qualify everything that we're going to be talking about here, you can go and look at the full summaries now. They're up on the website. You can go and delve through these in their fine detail. Uh, but I have to be honest, I don't completely understand the, the judging and the point system for from majoring. I'm going to have to try and figure this out in my own time. <laughs> um, but yeah, there seems to be various judges for different elements and. Yeah, I'm going to need to look at this in a bit more detail, but hey, fair play to Lewis Charles Anderson from New Rosson District, world champion. He seemed to be dead chuffed as well, lifting that yeah. trophy. The biggest smile on his face. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well done. All right, moving on to juniors then. Did anybody get Maya Buckley as their prediction world champion? Scott yep. did, of course. Well done, Scott. Yeah, don't be smug now. I suppose I was <laughs> smug with the last one. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Maya Buckley from Marnacoon District. Yeah, deserved world champion. Now, my prediction in here was Catherine Spears. Uh, he ended up third then overall in the juniors. Um, there was another name, of course, that we did mention, and that was uh, Maya Lily Fraser, of course, from William Kerr, uh, who finished up second. There you go. Now, Adrian, there was a name that you threw into the mix there, Willow Rose Elliot. Yeah. Now, am I right in thinking, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but was this her first ever major? First ever major. Really? First world, yeah. 
Wow. And she finished up fifth then overall. She did, yeah. She was so tough. That's not a bad debut. Yeah. Imagine that. Your first major and you're finishing top five. Yeah, and Fair the hate the band that played for them now was a bit more up tempo. Oh but really? All oh. them ones in that heat that stepped up, you know, it didn't phase them. Mm, yeah. They had a band that was playing a, a faster tempo then. Slightly yeah. faster maybe than what the other heat was. But didn't seem to phase them. Fair play, they just went on with it and gave it their best. There you go. That's maybe a bit of a dopey question, but does it suit drum majors to have what they call military time and to have it played up like that, you know? Or is it better hung back a little bit more relaxed? If it's, it's very hard to flourish. It's like if you were drumming mm. and the tempo was slow, you know, yourself, it's not easy keeping everything tidy. Yeah. And I know uh, the majority of them would like a good, steady, slightly upbeat tempo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anything too quick and you don't get your flourishes in on time, uh, but yeah. anything too slow and it's hard to pace them right. Scott's very good at the tempo. We don't need old final on Saturday. I see. No <laughs> pressure then. Well, the, judge, the judge said to me, very well done for it. A good tempo, and then handed me a bottle of water and says, you've done very well. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. That's encouraging. So, I, I don't know, right? Do you set the pace? Do I don't know. How is the pace set then, Scott? Usually, what I like about the world is they've started adapting it sometimes over here. The judges for the drum majors will ask for the bass drummer to come out the front of the band so that the yeah, drum major has more of a better noise of it. Yeah. Um, and then... You'd think it'd be from the band, but no, you take off whoever's called the, oh, the, the, the parade, you know. So he says, pipes and drums, by the ready, quick march, that's the pace you go with. Sometimes the band starts slow, but they have to come with you because yeah. you're not worried mm. about the band now. It's it's the people in the middle that are the important ones. There you go. Yeah, spot on. So you're telling the PM in that case, right, you? Come on. <laughs> yeah, you're half a bar oh, behind cool. here. <laughs> Next go. album, take, and all that and you follow. Yeah. You uh, take your lead from the judge, Colin. Right, I see. So in that case, then PMs step aside. It's all on the drum majors because it's their competition at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Sound advice. But fair play, you got a bottle of water there, Scott. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so well, hi. Congratulations to Maya Buckley then. Top play, top place in the juniors, world champion. And uh, to everyone else, he lifted silverware in that grade. I have to say, full congratulations. That is a tough grade. Now, speaking of a tough grade, we're moving on to the adults now, which was just ridiculous. As we predicted, we predicted that the adult grade would be insane. And it was. <laughs> so, Scott, you actually played for the final then. Uh, did you get much of an opportunity to look around you to see what they were doing mm-hmm. as you were playing, or did you just concentrate on playing? The final seemed to be split as me and Adrian talked in the boat into two, mm. which was strange. But uh, so on the one I played for, we had Emma Barr, Catherine McKeown, Kiara Gilmore, and James Kennedy from the Rab team. Yeah. So once my call was gone and done, and I started keeping time, I was actually following James's foot because, as Adrian says, mm. when it's the smaller kids. If you're playing an up tempo, it's harder on them because they've only be mm. short legs. Yeah. But at least you're fit to keep the tempos up. So when the their final had finished, the couple of them in it had actually said thank you very much for it. I really enjoyed that tempo. But no, I was fit to watch them. Like 
you nearly zone out because your arms are doing all the work, but it was fit to watch them, and like it was tight. It was yeah. really, really tight. Yeah. So it was. Oh, there you go. So, Adrian, you're obviously a bit more experienced in the drum majoring world. What did you think of it yourself? I was struggling even to get my final eight from the heats, to be honest. Even from the heats as well? Even time to get oh, down word. to eight for the two finals. I couldn't do it. Oh, There's go. ones that I even thought myself, how did they not get in? Mm. Yeah. You, know, you just couldn't narrow it down. They all put in brilliant performances and then come the two final heats. Very, very hard to say between them again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. It's a testament, like, isn't it, really? Sure. did you get a, an opportunity to see any of the drum majoring at all uh, throughout the day? Unfortunately, no. Um, I'd like to see the, si- the size of the park. We were at one end of the park, which was the drum That's majors it. were at the other end of the park, so I didn't get a chance to see any of it, unfortunately. No, that's it. Yeah, and you were at like a total opposite end of the park. Yeah, because yeah, I know. We were, sorry, go ahead. We were up at the we were up at the west um, arena arena seven, and mm. then there's an, actually another arena behind us as well, arena eight. Um, yeah, that's but it. no, it was too it was it was just too far too far apart, unfortunately. Well, to full disclosure here, I was down watching the drum majors, and I got as far as the juveniles juveniles, and I watched a little bit of them. And then I thought, I have to go and try and catch a bit of a 4A, 4B here. So I ran to the complete opposite end of the park. I seen Govan Community go on the line. And then I thought, oh, hold on. It might be time for like the adult final or whatever, whatever the time was. So I must have ran back and forth and back and forth. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's what we were saying earlier about the park being so spread out. You really had to have a plan as to what your priority was, what you wanted to see that day. You know, because if you say, Stuart, could have been ones there for a for b that would never see a drum major. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's it. So I don't know. Have you ever planned out the layout of the park? Maybe take that into consideration of bringing people in a little bit more and bringing it together. But there we go. Anyway, let's talk about the result then for our adult senior final. Cara Gilmer, two-time world champion. Now I think Scott, you predicted this, didn't you? Protected it and said that it would be very close between her and Emma, and that literally was first and second. Yeah, yeah. And so looking at the points here, Adrian, I think there was one point. I think it was, yeah. That was the difference yeah. between first and second, and that tells you just how close it was, Scott. As you said, um, I think overall the final itself, like looking at the list of names that made it through to the final six. You can't disagree with any of them. There's one, though, that was a dark horse that I don't think any of us mentioned, and that was Mohammed from the Royal Army of Oman, who yeah. honestly added a bit of a splash of colour with the very bright red tunic and everything, you know, but uh, the performance was incredible. Like, I've looked back at little video clips and stuff. He was great. Like, so good. Uh, so, right, we're going to have to give a, a shout-out to all of our final six because I think they're all champions in my eyes, you know, to make it yeah. through to that final. Uh, Cara Gilmer was our champion, of course. Well done, Cara. Second was Emma Barr from Field Marshal. Jason Pacquiao, of course, then, from SFU. Then we had James Kennedy from the Big Rab Show team. Yeah! Of course. Well done, James. Of course, uh, from Klaus Kelt. We had Gib Fraser as well, and that was another name I threw into the mix there and, uh, on my prediction show from the Royal Borough of Annan, and then we had Mohammed there, of course, there from uh, the Royal Army of Oman. So, yeah, fantastic. Well done to all of our drum majors. 
Absolutely brilliant. Uh, now, I think at this point of recording, we've now since published the videos for the juveniles, uh, we're going to be hopefully working on the videos for the adults. So we hope to have that up on our YouTube channel in the coming days. But uh, bear with me. I've got a week's worth of editing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I will get to it eventually. Bear with me. All right. Uh, so I think like that was seven heats in total to get through to one final for the adult drum majors. So, yeah, well done to all of our finalists. And to our judges, too. You put in a full day shift there. So they did. Like, it was an early start at 9 a.m., and I don't think the drum majors were finished until after 5 or so, from memory. I don't know. Maybe yeah, stuff Tully Lagan's final run was the last of the drum majors. They played for the second oh, final, right. so... And that was later oh, on, then? It was, yeah. Yeah, there you go. A long day to be chucking a mesa, but there you go. So fair play to our drum majors. All right, we're about to get into the bands now, but you guessed it. We're all going to take ourselves a wee break at this point. I think it's about time for us to get a cup of tea, lads. It's time for the topic of the week. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments, crafted from the finest materials, using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument, but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. And we're back. Now we're going to fly through these a little quickly here. Uh, but yeah, these, that's not by way of us not knowing what we're talking about. But some of us were surprises in here. I want to start with Novice Juvenile B. Now, I had predicted that Renfrewshire schools were going to win. And they did. So congratulations, Renfrewshire schools. Thank you for making my prediction correct. Yes. Excellent. Did anybody else have Renfrewshire as being their prediction then for Novice B? Scott did. Yep. Yeah. Anybody else? They're my dark horse. Our dark horse. Ah, yeah. There we go. All right. So lifting the drumming then in Novice B was St. Thomas Episcopal School. Now, I know JB, J, uh, JD hasn't joined us for this recording, unfortunately. That's my mistake. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they lifted the drumming. He gave them a shout, actually, for drumming. So we did. So there you go. JD, you should be rightly smug with a correct assumption there, sir. Mm. Um, so was there any other bands in here, folks, that you weren't expecting in the top six? Um but made it into the top six that you, you didn't see coming. Uh, I'm going to start with Adrian. Anybody there? Or all fair enough, do you think? No, well, with me, I didn't actually get here and 
any of the juvenile because with some major dress and everything for Louise and around the same time, so I didn't get here in any performances on the day. Right. See, do any of you guys get to hear any novice bees? Suppose you were dead busy with the band and stuff. No, I didn't. No. Um. St John's College, Zimbabwe. He yeah. played the. Am I on the right grade? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they did a turn at drumming for drinks as well. So, they did. Uh, f- f- fair play to them. They were what were they fourth? Mm-hmm. They were indeed, and either at drumming for drinks, they just seemed to have the time of their life. They, they, they had did, yeah. so yeah. much crack. Um, so, yeah, it's brilliant to see them in the prizes. You know, fourth place. That's fantastic. They even got a, they got a third in drumming too. So, yeah, one worth watching. You know, if, if they do return to a future worlds, they could be a band definitely worth their salt. You know. Yeah. Um, well, I have to say, but to every band that was competing in there, and that novice be. You know, full credit to you all. I did manage to get a good listen to a lot of you who were tuning up in the morning uh, on the Saturday, but unfortunately I didn't see you in the circle. But uh, yeah, very competitive grade. You can see for the, the points differences yourself, of course, uh, once you start delving through them in the summaries, but definitely very competitive grade. But well done to Renfrewshire Schools, uh, lifting the all-over world title there for Novice B. Novice A then, did anybody get this one correct? Unfortunately, I got mine wrong. On this one, no, no, <laughs> Adrian, did you get it? I had dollar, yeah. Ah, well, hold on a minute, dollar, You're juvenile. Oh. yeah, juvenile, no, a. juvenile a. novice, juvenile, uh, grade novice, yeah. a, yeah, yeah, I had dollar down for that. Ah, I see, right. So we had St. Columbus School, Kilmacone picking up the top spot with two yeah. firsts in piping, actually, which is really quite a convincing win. However, what surprised me is that they had two firsts in piping. First ensemble, but a ninth in drumming. Yeah. So that was surprising to me. But George Watson's college, as you know, we were mentioning on our prediction pod, real strong drum corps, and they managed to lift the drumming titles. Well done to them. Uh, there was another band in here. I managed to get here and on the day in the circle. Really impressed me. And that was the Scots College. It's from Sydney, Australia. I think we did give them a shout on the prediction yeah. pod, didn't we? Yeah. That was my that was my dark horse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think at that time, it was because we just hadn't heard them. Was that the reason? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Stuart, that was a good gamble. Definitely worth a listen, those guys, for sure. Um, also, I have to give a shout-out to the Glendora High School band who worked insanely hard and, yeah, played a great tune. So well done to you guys, too. Just wanted to give you a shout-out there. All right, so Novice A, again, very competitive grade. You can go and look back at all of those full summaries, but congratulations to our world champion, St. Columbus School. Now, have I pronounced that wrong, or is that correct? St. Columbus School, Kilmacombe? I don't know. I think it's right. I'm sure I'll get an angry email. That's stuff that I've got wrong. All right, well, we move on then to grade 4B, shall we? 4B. <laughs> grade 4B. Now... Yeah, I think we all had these guys pegged as being our world champion. Uh, did anybody get their prediction wrong in this grade? I did. Oh, you did, Stuart. Who did you have pegged? Uh, for 4B, uh, yeah. I had City of Aberdeen, and they were they were placed fifth. Ah, oh, I see. Ah, oh, there we go. I, I had Fraser Burr. You had Fraser Burr, RBL? Yeah. Oh, right. So, Scott, was it just me and you then that had Scott School Albury? This was one of the grades where I sat on the fence between 
Scott Schoolin out in the vein. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, I remember now. Right. <laughs> I half got it right. Half. Half got it right. Yeah, there we go. Half point. <laughs> well, congratulations to Scott School Albury. Uh, honestly, whenever I was listening to them on the day, they were fantastic. They were really, really good. And I'm not surprised that uh, they lifted the drumming title as well. I was so impressed with their drum corps. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Scott School Albury. But what a great weekend's work for them there, you know. And also, I have to give a shout out to the second place band, the Royal Army of Oman, who they went away with two firsts in piping. Actually, so quite a convincing result for them. Unfortunately, a second in drum and third ensemble pulled them down into that second spot. But definitely a band worthy of listening to, you know. I know sometimes people would see them across the park and see like the red tunics and everything. I think, ah, I'm not really going to pay much attention to. But you really should. They honestly played a blinder, as they say. So, yeah, great run from them. Oh, and did anybody hear Letterkenny? I think we mentioned Letterkenny following their performance at the Ulsters. Did anybody see them? No? Everyone said no. Seen them, seen them marching off just they were playing very well. Mm. Uh, and they were very well pleased with how they played, obviously. Yeah, uh, that's it. It was a great weekend's work for them, you know. Third place overall for Leonard Kenny. Brilliant. And the, the one band that I managed to see <laughs> was Govan Community. And I thought, mm. again, had a great run. <laughs> um, so, yeah, fourth place for Govan. And then City of Aberdeen, your predictions, Stuart? In fifth yeah. spot then? There we go. Yeah. And then the City of Discovery then managed to drop into sixth in an ensemble preference. So not a bad grade all rounds, but again, a huge grade. You know, if you made it through to that final, again, you deserve a pint in the beer town. And, mm. uh, you know, for, for us being, I guess, there's, what, three Northern Irishmen and a Scotsman here talking, uh, there was quite a number of Northern Irish bands in there. So there was. Yeah, so not a bad showing for Northern Irish bands, Scott. No, yeah. oh, we'll say the adult Neve, Nervine Memorial, and Brady, seventh, mm. eighth, and ninth, and so on. The preference, like so, like it's it shows that, like, yes, we have bands in the higher grades, but the lower grade bands are still playing as well. You know, that's it too. Yeah. Many it was two, two or three heats for to get through to that final alone, wasn't there? I think it was three, wasn't it, for four B? So, so even to get yeah. into that final alone was a big, big opportunity for people. Absolutely. And then to, to pull something off like that is that's very good, like for any band. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. So no, full congratulations to everyone who picked up prizes there in four B. Well done. Okay. Now we're into four A. Oh, I wonder what happened in grade four A. Um, <laughs> so Adrian, uh, I think you had Burnt Island, didn't you, for four A? Yeah, and Scott definitely did. Yeah, always smiling on the camera here. <laughs> and Stuart, you yeah. had too. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all had Burnt Island here. Uh, yeah, the Burnt Island had such a strong season. They were undeniable, really, on the day. They were very strong. Um, I didn't actually see them in person, but I have listened to a recording of their run in the final. And yeah, clean as a whistle, just so well performed. Yeah, fair play. Um, but uh, we might know another wee band in hmm. here that might have lifted a prize. <clears throat> Stuart, tell us about that, mate, when you got the name read out. Um, <laughs> over the moon, absolutely fantastic. Um, <laughs> the, the team all season have been absolutely great. Um, but <laughs> there was a few tears, <laughs> let's say. There was yeah. a few tears. Same as Scott. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they were having a good, they were having a good party just by chance. The two bands, Langston was in front of us, and then I was like, "There's Stuart." They got called out. They went for it. They had a good time. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It's fantastic. It's a great feeling. Um, it's my first world title, and playing all the years that I have done, so it's my yeah. first world title. Go. That's something special right there, for sure. Now, I have to admit, I was flying home at this point when the results were being given out. So I was having to watch the results on my phone, waiting on my plane. And whenever Rodingston was give out, I gave a little bit of a cheer and scared everybody around me. I let out, yo, out of me. And I think everybody was like, what's going on? Why is that guy shouting? So, yeah, that was very funny. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, to have the name read out on the day, Stuart, it's not an experience that everybody gets. So something really special. Uh, so yeah. have you come back down to earth since it happened? Actually, no. But the... <laughs> right here. Oh, you've got the trophy in the way. <laughs> Look at that. Wow. got the trophy right here. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, I have to ask you then, was it filled? No. No. Unfortunately. Um, oh, no. That's sacrilege. No. <laughs> no. we, we did we did have a bottle of whiskey um and it was passed around so fair play yeah there yeah. you go that does the same job so yeah full congratulations for, in case then nobody knows what we're talking about <laughs> uh Stuart actually drums with Uddington Strathclyde who lifted the drumming title that day so world champion drum corps Uddington Uddington Strathclyde congratulations Stuart well done uh, so then on the day, of course, Burnt Island lifted it overall as a band. And second place then were Surla and District, who I thought on the day, again, played a real good tune. Um, Adrian, did you get a chance to see Surla or Scott? Did you see them at all? Just seeing them tuning up, uh, they just by chance as well, set their gazebo up beside us down past the drum majors. But hmm. another, another band from home that's like, so that's... Uh, Quote me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that's their first year up in that grade. I think so. Um, yeah. I don't know. That, that um, maybe could be stuff really, that I, know, but I think so, yeah. Um, they've really made a stamp on it as in, yes, we've only been promoted, but we're not here just to be here. We're here to prove mm. our point, like why we're here. That's it. Well, they, they certainly played well, but the first ensemble and the finishing second overall. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, other notable second mentions, well. yeah, I was going to say that, second and drumming too, yeah, so we had Kip Breton Island, of course, from Canada, again, it played a great tune, finishing third, and fourth then we had Clock Finn with two firsts and piping, which was really good, however, a twelfth and drumming, which has kind of been the story of their season this year, Adrian, I think, isn't that the case? Yeah, a really yeah. great result for them, though, like, you know, as Scott has said before, Northern Ireland Bonds and them lower grades, are they're holding their own. There you go. Yeah, chipping away. All right. So in fifth place then was Grantia, another Northern Irish outfit. But yeah, in the, in the mix. And in sixth place then was Rossé and District. So yeah, there you are. Quite a packed grade again, by all accounts. But uh, yeah, well done to Burn Island District. Deserved world champions. And to Stuart and to all of Uddingston, well done. Enjoy the celebrations. Well deserved. <laughs> <laughs> you for the drum one, Scott. Uh, uh, before this started, as you heard, uh, oh, I on the green soda. I have Sarah or Grancha, but I apologize in person to Stuart. So it does go, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends now, it's okay. <laughs> 
All right, let's move swiftly on then to grade 3B then, shall we? So in the top spot was Halleberry, of course, from Australia, which is Lincoln Hilton's band. We were kind of questioning that on last week's pod, whether it was or not. But yes, it absolutely is. And they picked up the world title. And so I think a lot of us did predict Halleberry as being our world champion in 3B. Um, let me see, Adrian, did you pick them? No, I had McCamper. Ah, right. Scott, who did you have? I had Haleybury for Dark Horse. I was back to win it, but I had Haleybury as a Dark Horse. I see. Ah, right, okay. Stuart, who did you have? I had Ayr. Yes. Cully Barkey's my my Dark Horse. Mm. Well, a band actually who I had in here was Ross and Carmarty, Pipes and Drums. And they finished up fourth on the day. So a lot of our names that we mentioned there, like Kulabaki, Makanta, they were in the prizes, but just weren't in that top spot. So, yeah, I don't know. We'd, our crystal ball wasn't working for that one. Uh, but Makanta actually lifted the Drummond Trophy there for 3B. So full credit to Makanta. Well done. And, yeah, quite a blistering grade. I haven't actually listened to any performances from 3B yet. Uh, so this is only the Monday after the world, so I'm catching up. Um, has any of you guys heard any of 3B? I've seen Haleybury, not on the day, but on the Friday, before the whole debacle with the security. They were practicing in the way arena, we said, the drum majors. And at first of all, it was by Bowley, because it was the same style of drums. Mm. And then I've seen the heads, and like it's not. And as I said, when I've seen a video of them for doing the predictions, wow, is the only way to <laughs> yeah. describe them. It is blow your socks off material, like. There you go. Yeah, fair play to them. Deserved world champions, I have to say. Congratulations there. Well done, guys. All right. I want to go to grade 3A next. I wonder who was world champion, Scott. <laughs> haven't a clue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Tully Lagan yeah. lifting the world title on their 100th year anniversary. Wow. What a way to mark it. Scott, tell me, what was it like getting the name read out on the day, mate, as world champion? I'm as modest as anybody, and Adrian will back me up here. <laughs> After seeing them in our heat, I was waiting on Robert Malcolm to be called out. Um, mm. The drumming was called out first, and as Stuart has the picture to prove, I broke down into tears because <laughs> we lifted the drumming last year, and it's a hard thing to do. We went the whole way back to Glasgow without being unbeaten as a drum corps, and then they called out the band, and I just cried more and more <laughs> and more. Because I, I couldn't believe it uh, happened, but like our grade was very, very, very tight. Very tight. Yeah. Uh, I have was. to say, it was crazy competitive. Yeah. I have heard a good number of the runs uh, from the day. Bands that did impress me, obviously, were you guys, of course, world champions. I was going to listen to you. Uh, but oh, yeah, Robert Malcolm, I'm glad you mentioned them because I thought they had a real clinker of a run. And, uh, yeah, their piping was definitely on point for me. I don't know. Adrian, did you hear Robert Malcolm yourself? I didn't. As, as you said earlier, to you, way arenas were and all with us for the drum major arena. It was yeah. running back and forth. And then for the amount of heats, once you're at that arena, you're sort of there for most of the day. That's it too. Yeah, indeed. Um, another band that well, kind of impressed me on the hill uh, as they were kind of getting ready to hit the final tuning was The Veil. Field of Athol had a real good tone, uh, pipe-wise. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't get much of a chance to hear the drummers, however, but uh, definitely their pipe core were singing, man. Um, and Colburn, Iowa, 
they drew a massive crowd, I have to say. Now, I found it difficult to get to hear them. <laughs> it was one of those moments where you're kind of, is that someone from grade one on the hill there? And you're pushing your way through and you find, no, that's Colburn. <laughs> mm. Like it was a huge draw for people there. And so, yeah, I don't know. Grade 3A, I think we mentioned it on our prediction pod that it was a stupidly competitive grade. Um, and every band in there could definitely, you know, pick that top spot. Um, there's one particular band that I was, yeah, I have to give a shout out to, and that's Kildog. Kildog Pipe Band finished, uh, they were down the peck in order. They finished in ninth, which is not a bad position, given that this is their first year in the grade. But they walked away with a third in drumming. Yeah. Their drum corps must have been on fire that day. I haven't heard Kildog yet, so that's my bad. Uh, but, you know, I think I mentioned this on the prediction pod that you can go and watch any band in 3A and be thoroughly entertained, you know. So, Stuart, did you manage to see any of Grade 3A yourself? Again, no. Um, with the run-ups we had for our final, um, it just wasn't possible to go and listen to any other bands. Yeah, I see. Well, you're going to have to do like me then and try and find them online and try and catch up. Yeah. Uh, watch performances from now to here to this time next year. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, it, was it yourself, Scott, that mentioned the City of Newcastle pipe bands? Uh, oh, that was myself. Yeah. Newcastle shirt. Ah, that's what it was, yeah. So I made a point then to go and try and listen to them. I was definitely impressed with them. Again, very similar to The Veil, had a big tone. Yeah, definitely worthy of your attention there. So, hey, to any band that lifted any silverware in there, absolutely, you know, back to the park bar and deserve a pint. Uh, but, of course, shout out to Tully Lagan. You guys, yeah, deserved it. I think it was a very, very convincing win. Uh, when you look at the results, with two firsts in piping, first in drumming, second in ensemble, but that was definitely enough to put you into that top spot. So, I'm going to mention the elephant in the room now, Scott. You guys have had a thundering great season. You've now lifted the big one. I think yeah. what's next on the agenda is everyone's going to be talking about possible promotion then for Tully Lagan into grade two. Has there been any talk about that so far? Or I suppose everyone's no. just on a break right now. Nobody has talked about it to us yet, but from way bands have went in previous seasons, I'd say we won't have a choice. In it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's it. The way the results went this year as a band, we've only been beaten twice at Newcastle by Clocker and by Coburn at the Scottish. And yeah. as the drumming, like everything we competed at, apart from Moira was the only one we didn't go to. As the senior band, uh, we managed to take the drumming at everything else. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so very strong season for the band. Uh, so I don't know. I, I guess we'll wait and see whenever the, the grading and board and all that, they all have their meeting and... We'll find out, uh, but all in due course. But for now, just enjoy the win, Scott. Congratulations, world champ. There well, you go. The extra, the extra wee bonus on Saturday was we managed to pick the Scottish champions, the champions drum corps. Well. Oh, yes, yeah. as well. Ah, yeah. there you go. Uh, it was a nice wee added bonus as well as the world's. Not hmm. that we didn't get enough. No, not the same big head, <laughs> but we didn't get enough everywhere. We got an extra wee trophy home with us. There you go. So here's the world's in. Oh, and here's a cherry on top. That kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That, Not bad. That was another our trophy. I'll just, I'll just put that one in that. There We've you got go. champion of champions drum corps as well. So I was yeah. about to mention that. Yeah, that you guys got that too. Yeah. 
Nice. I love this now. Oh, the Rab Show team members are going to get competitive now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. I love this. Okay. <laughs> right. Let's move on, shall we, to the juvenile grade. And I think everyone amongst us here picked Dollar as our world champion for juvenile. I don't think any of us disagreed there. Um, the one dark horse that a lot of us kind of mentioned, though, St. Andrews College from New Zealand. Um, now, I had a chance to listen to them. And I don't know, this, can, this could be a little bit of a weird thing to pick out, but their midsection, their bass drum and tenor work. Whew. That was something special. And, uh, have you guys seen the run from St. Andrews yet? I haven't no? seen anything. Well, I have videos of them. Uh, I've been editing them and getting them up onto the, the YouTube channel. And uh, uh, yeah, let's just say I don't want to cut a lot out because there's a lot in there that's really good. Um, so if you do get the opportunity to go and watch it, please do. Shout out to St. Andrews College. Absolutely blistering band that you're going to want to check out. But yeah, full credit to Dollar. You know, they had ones right across the board, as we predicted. So, hey, ask us what the lotto numbers and we'll give them to you. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, well done to everyone there in that juvenile grade, for sure. All right, we're going to swiftly move on here to grade two. Now, grade two was, I think, pretty well predicted by us. Uh, Adrian, did you have Royal Borough as being your world champion? Yeah, I had them down for it. I thought you did. Yeah. Scott, I think, did you have Royal Borough as well? No, I was completely wrong. I had LA Scott to Rivera. <laughs> oh, I see. Stuart, what about yourself? What did you have for grade two? Yeah, I had Annan down as uh, the winners. There you go. I knew there was two of us that had Annan in there. Uh, unfortunately, I went for Rivara as well. So, yeah, completely incorrect, unfortunately. So, yeah, Rivara, uh, we're down the pecking order um, to the point where it kind of shocked a lot of people because Rivara had had quite a strong season this year. Um, but finishing up in fifth, it put the ensemble preference. So that was a surprise to some people. Uh, but I have to say, full credit to Royal Borough of Annan. Uh, they definitely deserved that top spot. And what was an incredibly difficult grade. Yeah. Um, so there's a result in here I haven't mentioned yet, and that is the Drummond Prize. The mighty Sky. Yeah. <laughs> Go wow. on, the Sky. <laughs> wow. What a result. Uh, did, did anybody hear any grade two at all? Um, did you just hear Sky? And I didn't, unfortunately. I heard a bit of it as I was walking down to the to the other arena we were at, so I, mm. I caught some of it. I see. What was your the impression? Band I St. Joseph's. Oh, I see, I see, yeah. So what did you think, Scott, of the little bit you heard? I thought they were very well. Uh, they had a good run, um, and I think they were happy enough overall. They mm. managed to finish 12 out of 20 and picked up an 11th in Drummond. There you go. Not bad. So they were bad. happy. And obviously, their new lead tipper is the old lead tipper of New Ross and District from Grade Two as well. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So shout out to St Joseph's. Yeah. Uh, so I think that grade, you know, we call it the ridiculous grade for good reason. Whenever you look at the summary sheets, I do think that they've made it an incredibly difficult day for the judges here. Um, you know, I don't think many of the scores or points within this had judges agreeing with each other uh you know that was a very mixed bag for grade two so you can go back and have a read of all of those summaries you can draw your own conclusions as we say uh but yeah buck and peterson were second 
So well done to them. Uh, but also Manor, Manor Cunningham, uh, finishing out in third, which is a great result for them. Uh, great end for the season, Valiant, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and also Port Leithen will then next and fourth, then Rivara, and then Uddingston. And so Uddingston then, um, that is Grant Cassidy. That, that's his last competition then with Uddingston as he now takes the job at shots. Uh, so, well, just at the point of recording this, actually, did you guys see the announcement then of the new league tipper? Yep. Yep. Yeah, Craig Laurie. Craig Laurie, the brand new league tipper there at Uddingston. So, yeah, we have to wish him the best. Yeah, it's good to see him back, you know. Uh, so Craig's a good friend, good personal friend of mine, and I, I was chatting to him off the record, of course, uh, ages ago, and he told me, oh, Rab, I'm never going to lift the sticks again. I'm pure scunnered with it. Never going back to bands. Never, never, never. And here he is, lead tipper of Uddingston. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it never leaves you. Never leaves you, Craig. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, you know, reading the statement and everything that Ellingson put out, uh, Craig definitely seems to be very excited about the new appointment and everything there. So, yeah, good luck to Craig. Uh, new lead tipper at Ellingston, but also good luck to Grant as well. Uh, new appointment there at Shots. So that's big boots to fill there. So, yeah, good luck to him. All right, so let's move on to the elephant in the, gr- the room, grade one. <clears throat> Did anybody have People's Ford predicted as their world champion none of us did no uh yeah i asked that question deliberately <laughs> well, of course only just just for proof yep there you Where's go the i had dark them horse. as a dark horse as well yeah my pick was sfu which i was incorrect uh scott who was your pick then field marshal you went with fm and you were close though they were second number second yeah. adrian who was your pick for a great one Adam Ferrari. Ah, there you go. They were third. Stuart, what about you? Ferrari. Third again. There you go. So, uh, yeah, my prediction was fourth. So I was well down the pack in order. So I think, um, yeah, Scott, I think you're still the most correct out of all of us then uh, by that <laughs> measure, you know. Half so, a point. There you go. Half a point. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we can go in and start delving through these summaries here, but I don't think we'll be doing ourselves any favours right now uh, because of the ongoing situation that's happening here. Uh, but we do know that Reed Maxwell certainly secured himself that sash again for another year, and deservedly so. Well done, to SFU Drum Corps. Um, I made a very keen point to see them in the Tunum Park, spent quite a bit of time hanging out watching SFU, Um did any of you guys see Simon Fraser in the park at all? Yeah, uh, on the Friday. Did the you Friday. see him, Yeah. Yeah, on the Friday. Um, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. As were every other call that I watched on the Fridays. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing. That's what I was going to say. Every drum corps I listened to seemed to like step it up a notch. Like St. Lawrence Atul. Like, I, I have a video of them earlier, uh, well, that I was editing earlier, and my God, <laughs> whatever Stephen Crichton and the guys there at St. Lawrence were doing, wow. Oof. Anyway, you'll see that in the video once I have it uploaded on YouTube. Man, there you go. Scott, any thoughts on the drum course then for grade one? I was real chuffed with because I called it. <laughs> Did you predict SFU? Yeah, I called it again. There you go, you've got done it again. Uh, my prediction for Drum Corps, actually. Um, and especially after the concert, uh, I was like, 
Definitely yeah. think they've got a big chance of lifting it again on Saturday. 100%. 100%. Yeah. The, their drumming was just incredible. And shout out to FM as well, because they they picked up a drumming price too. They got the champion of champions, but I think they lifted the medley drumming too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. There you go. So I think SFU lifted the drumming prices on MSR preference. I think that was the case. Uh, but that could be stuff that Rab got wrong right there. Uh, but Adrian, what was your impression then, really, of uh, drum corps specifically for Grade One? Was there anything that piqued your interest? Just from what we'd seen on the Friday and a few on the Saturday, hmm. unbelievable from all of them. Yeah, very very hard to choose. Like everyone's coming in with their own style, and everyone, but that's it. unbelievable with the whole lot of them. I have to agree. Now, and I know a lot of people who are listening to this right now probably watched it on the live stream and they may be seeing a lot more performances than we did because whenever you're on the grass, you don't see much in the circle. Mm -hmm. You see a lot outside, but you don't see a lot in the circle. So probably those listening right now are a lot more knowledgeable than us. Uh, So we're playing catch up. (laughs) But I have to be honest, listening to bands outside the circle they made that such an incredibly difficult day for the judges. You know, it wasn't down to picking out mistakes or poor tuning or, you know, someone's D needed more tape or whatever. It was just down to preference. What did you enjoy listening to? You know, I think that was the difference here. Uh, So that's my thoughts. Have you guys any comments about grade one? Adrian, any thoughts on grade one at all other than just Everham's class? I just wouldn't like them in judging it. Yeah. Everyone sounded where we were now watching and all. Everyone sounded so tight. Yeah. None of them let themselves down on the day. Like every one of them went for it. 100%. Scott, what about yourself, man? Any thoughts on Grape One? The one thing I like about it now is the way they changed it a couple of years ago that you play Madeline and MSR on the Friday and you play the following. So, fair play to the likes of Manawatu and Canterbury Caledonia, both getting in the top 10. It means bands travelling from abroad, the, like, yes, we all put big money in, but especially big money with them, they're getting that extra chance of playing. They're not just having a Friday and put out and having to watch an Saturday. They're getting the full run to show everybody what they're afraid of. Yeah, four good, strong chances to have a swing. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, Stuart, any thoughts at all on the Grave 1 performances? Just think this the standards again have lifted. Um how that's possible in grade one, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Um they just yeah. they just seem to be getting better and better and better every season. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you just don't know where next year's gonna be. Do you know what I mean? No. You're just wondering what the future holds. Like just how good can they get? I don't know. It, it's getting a bit insane now. I think so. You have a lot of younger ones coming in now taking on the leading tap roles as well, which is changing things about. And That's it. Yeah. We are seeing new blood in there and it's producing like some real blistering runs from. Wow. So, it, yeah, full credit to People's Ford. You know, that's they have now finally lifted it. Uh, I think there was a headline in one of the local national papers that always the bridesmaid, now they're the bride. <laughs> you know, the, we've always referred to them as that. You know, oh, always the bridesmaid. They've never lifted it, but uh, I think the look of joy and all of their faces lifting that—you you, you knew immediately how much it meant to them. You know, so yeah, we, we've seen all the celebration videos. We've seen them all marching off, and the crowd going "yoo," which is great crack. 
Uh, so <laughs> we love those. We love those. So yeah, full credit to People's Forward Paul Gombacket, world champions, well deserved. Now I do know. Again, we mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast about the elephant in the room that there is a situation ongoing, and uh, that's exactly what it is. It's a situation ongoing that we have no clue what is ongoing. Uh, so until we have something official then from the horse's mouth in RSPBA, then we can talk about it. And at the point of recording, there's been nothing so far. All right. And that's it. <laughs> as far as we're aware, people's forward boggle and basket are crowned world champions and they are deserved champions. Yeah, I had a good listen to them outside the circle. And dang, they were rock stars. Seriously, the crowd that was around them was just mental. You, you couldn't have got near them. Uh, so fair play, fair play. All right. So we have, um, okay, we have two world champions in our midst now. Yeah, we're a big rap show team members. Scott Campbell, world champion extraordinaire. Woo! I'll give you a clap. There you go. And Scott Cunningham, yes. Yes, of course. World champion. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well done, well done. Yeah. All right, so there we go. So shout out to Oddingston and to Tully Lagan. We did mention you on our prediction pod, so now we can feel incredibly smug now that you've lifted it. Mm-hmm. There you are. <laughs> So, uh, well, our work does not finish here. We have quite a run of special episodes to bring you. We have a full episode from Drumming for Drinks, packed full of music and interviews and stuff. Plus, you have on-the-ground reports from me dandering around at the Worlds and chatting to everybody. And, yeah, so we'll get two on-the-ground reports. That's to come. Uh, Plus, we have the Belfast International Tattoo, which is coming up soon as well. So we'll be covering that, too. And uh, now that the world has closed its doors and we've crowned our world champions, we have to look forward to the big Rab Show Awards, don't we? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, they're almost equally as important, I would argue. Yeah, big Rab Show Awards just around the corner. We will be launching those soon. Uh, but yeah, expect all the usual categories, I guess. Best beard, coolest bass drum, all that kind of stuff. So that'll be happening hopefully in the next few weeks. All right, so Adrian, Stuart, Scott, thank you all for joining me in the pod this week and wrapping everything up. Yeah, thanks a million, lads. No problem. And I have to say, again, apologies to JD. Uh, it was my mistake. I completely forgot to send him the details for the world's wrap-up pod, so shame on me. What a world it was. My biggest takeaways for this world's the international community really did come out swinging. I wanted to give shout-outs in Novice B to the St. Thomas Schools Pipe Band from Texas with their first place in drumming, and Novice A to the Scots College in Sydney for their third place, and Juvenile to St. Andrews in New Zealand for a third place overall and two seconds in piping. Well done. In 4B, the Scots School Albury taken first place all the way from Australia first place in drumming, and the Army of Oman taking seconds overall with first in piping. Also special shout out to my friends in Queen City United. Sorry we didn't make the finals this year, but you represented Carolina well. And 4A, props to Cape Breton from Canada taking a third place. And 3B, Haleybury taking first overall. Shout out to Lincoln Hilton. 3A, Robert Malcolm Memorial did extremely well with second overall and first place ensemble. 
grade two, it was truly the insane grade. The international bands barely scratched the top six in any one placing, but I think the performance levels from all the videos that I've seen were amazing. And of course, at the top end, SFU, props on your win in drumming. And uh, I think it's really a testament up and down all the grades, just how much work everybody's put in. I think anybody who's come from overseas can really appreciate the truly massive amount of logistics, money, coordination, uh, effort everybody has to put in just to get to the UK with your instruments in one piece. Needless to say, after you've gotten there, you're still fighting an uphill battle to get everything acclimated, tuned, and ready for performance. So props to everybody who managed to do that and still brought home a prize. All right. That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week and each and every week. Don't forget, you can always go and support us on Patreon, get your mitts and all that extra stuff. And of course, we'll see you on next week's show for even more bagpiping goodness. Until then, we'll see you next week. All the best. That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Check out g1reads.com for all of your piping needs. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all of the latest news and views from around the piping world. And also, check us out on Patreon for five bucks a month you can get your hands on tons of extra pipe and goodness and be a part of the Patreon faithful. So, until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>